it's june already like what the heck time literally flies but thank you guys for coming back and tuning in today i have a very special guest with me um about two weeks ago we were going into a mini series about winning the battle in your mind but today i have um liz caldwell with me from parkside church hey liz hey how's it going (laughs) thank you so much for being here yeah no problem i'm excited to be here So Liz and I are going to fully dissect um, how to win the battles in your mind. If you have not had a chance to go back and listen to the other two podcasts, not the Mother's Day special, but the other two podcasts about um, winning the battle and also called May, those who are great foundations to start off with. And also, I kind of wanted to recommend um, Pastor Craig Rochelle's book, Winning the Battle in Your Mind, and also his podcast. It's such a huge help. And one of his main points was that most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. And that's honestly 100% true. Whatever you set your mind to, you either are going to accomplish it or you're going to completely lose it. So Liz, um, Liz and I I went to small groups together at Parkside and that's how we know each other. And she has been doing blogging for about seven years. And you guys should definitely check it out. It's going to be linked down below. And I'm also going to put her Instagram down below. Liz, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So yeah, like Sharon said, I've been um, writing for about seven years. Well, I've been writing since I was little, but I've been officially writing a blog for seven years. And um, I also help out with youth group um, at the church that I go to now, uh, it's called Cornerstone Community uh, Church in Mayfield, Ohio. And um, through them, I'm going to be uh, pursuing a license in biblical counseling. Um, the classes start in September, so I haven't started yet, but I'll be uh, starting that coming up. Um, getting married in August, so that's, so exciting. that's a fun thing. So I've been busy wedding planning and all that sort of stuff. So that's just a little bit about myself. Nice. Congratulations on the engagement. Yes. (laughs) I'm super excited for you. Super excited too, (laughs) which I would hope I would be, but. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We only get married once. So I hope it better be like, I hope it's your dream. Yes. Looking forward to it. So Liz and I have been talking about um, how our battles can be won in our mind, but through biblical scriptures and really just having our walk with Christ right. So Liz, I just wanted to ask you, what is the biblical um, definition of renewal? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that it's super important to look at the Bible when we're trying to understand the meaning of words. Um, And I'm going to get kind of technical in this. Um, I'm going to be looking at uh, Titus chapter three. Um, And just as a heads up throughout this, I'll be using the ESV translation um, in any of the references that I may make. um, In case you want to look at them, it's always good to check when people reference the Bible. Um, And so um, I'm going to uh, read 
uh, verses one through seven, just to give us a little bit of context about of that one verse. Um, so I'll go ahead and read it for you. It says, uh, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others, and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So there are two phases in renewal um, that we'll be looking at. Both are found in verse five of chapter five of Titus. Um, and the first one is in the phrase washing of regeneration. Um, the word that we'll be looking at is regeneration. And then the second one is in the renewal of the Holy Spirit. So the word renewal. So the first phase, regeneration, in the Greek, this word is palagenesia or palagenesis, probably pronouncing that wrong, but um, you're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, which th this word basically means um, a restoration that is solely spiritual. This tells us that it's a work done by God in the heart of a person, which then leads this person to see their need for a savior and come to um, a saving faith in Christ. So it's the work done by God that leads a person to um, want to, you know, be saved right. sort of thing. Um, and then that person submits their life to Christ um, and uh, believes that Jesus is that one savior that saves them from their sin. Um, they're then justified and restored uh, to a right relationship before God. And then the second word is renewal, which in the Greek is anakonosis, which uh, basically means new birth or uh, the consequent renewal or renovation in which God as well as man takes part. Um, this is what we know as sanctification, which takes place from the moment after a person is saved until they die or until Jesus returns. And um, this, this word is only used one other time, and it's in Romans 12, verse 2, which I believe you mentioned and talked about in your yes. previous podcast, yes. uh, which is, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This phase of renewal is what, which I said before, is we call sanctification. Mm -hmm. And so to, to sum it all up, um, the two phases of renewal are first solely done by God in the heart of a person, resulting um, them to be in a res restored to himself at the moment of salvation and then secondly the day-by-day -day transformation or sanctification where the holy spirit works in a person uh person's heart to enable him to do the will of god yeah that's so good i love the fact that you incorporated um being restored um and also for your relationship with god it only comes from christ that we can be fully renewed and making that decision is honestly like the first step. And if you haven't made that decision, go back, listen yes. to my podcast called The Decision and make that walk with Christ. Because honestly, if you want your mind to be renewed, if you want to start um, seeing the positive things, seeing your life change, it really takes 
it really, it really takes you putting God first in your life, going back to the fact that you were saying, um, in Romans 12, 12 too, it's kind of come become my anthem, honestly, and reminding myself that I am not of this world. Do not conform to this world. Don't do what everybody else is doing. We've been set apart to be mm-hmm. different by Christ. Yeah. And I really, really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, once you basically made that decision to live for Christ, what does it mean to be rooted in Christ? Yes. Yeah, that's very true. You cannot be rooted in Christ um, apart from first knowing him as Lord of your life. Um, Because we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And we, you know, we, we need to know him as Lord and Savior before we can really begin to understand what it means to be rooted in him. Because that's where it starts. Being rooted in Christ starts at saving faith in Christ. And, um, and so I want to look at um, a few verses um, in Colossians. We'll start in Colossians, and then I'll look at um, a few other verses. But the verses in Colossians are Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, which says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. The reason that I want to start with this verse is because it's a very clear command to to believers, people who have already become, you know, Christians, someone who's already been saved. Right. And, um, and so, like we said, you can't be rooted in Christ until you're first saved. And this, right. this is very clear here because um, it's therefore as you received Christ. Yeah. And then um, we also can kind of see a little bit of this regeneration and renewal that we see in Titus. Um, in Titus 3, which is, um, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, um, which is past tense. So it's this person has received Christ, it's the regeneration. And, and then um, the renewal is the second part, which is in verses six and seven. So walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. But how, like, that's the question, how do we walk in Christ, root ourselves in him and become established in the faith? And so then that's why I want to look at um, Jeremiah 17 verses seven and eight, and then, um, and then Psalm one verses one through three. So Jeremiah 17, seven and eight say, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose Mm -hmm. trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. And then the verses in Psalms say, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. There is so many similarities in in Jeremiah and in Psalms, and even in... um, in the in Romans 12 verse 2 because um in the Psalms it's talking about like blessed is the man who is not walking in the counsel of the wicked nor standing in the way of sinners nor sitting in the seat of scoffers Mm -hmm. and in Romans 12 2 we see you know do not be conformed to this world and so the the common thing is separating yourself from this world because like you said we are no longer of this world after we're saved we become citizens of heaven right so 
So that is one thing that um, that is similar. And then the thing that's similar between Jeremiah, the verses in Jeremiah and the verses in Psalms is that a person who is rooted in Christ um, because he is trust, he is, he's trusting in the Lord, his trust is the Lord, um, and he is, is meditating on the law of the Lord. Um, and in the common characteristics that we find in all of these verses that is that they are blessed and that right. they know the will of God. Yes. And they're doing that by delighting in the word of God, trusting in it and trusting in the person and character of God. Right. That's how you become rooted in Christ mm-hmm. is by being in his word daily, right. trusting in him, trusting in the word. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's, that's how you're rooted in Christ. And you might be wondering, well, what does this have to do with renewal? Like we're, that's the topic of this podcast. We're talking about, you know, being renewed, you know, our minds being renewed and all of this stuff. And so to be renewed in, or in other words, to be holy is found in Christ Mm -hmm. and in Christ alone. Um, I really like, there's a quote by Sinclair B. Ferguson, and I'm, and I'm going to read it for you. He said this in his book, Devoted to God. Um, if you want to read it, it's, it's a great book. I love it. Um, and this, this quote says, uh, the exhortation to be holy is rooted in God's character and grace growing in holiness and sanctification requires that we put deep roots down into the soil of the gospel. So Mm -hmm. we must seek to be transformed by the renewal of our minds, as it says in Romans 12 too. Mm -hmm. And how do we do that? By being rooted in the character of God and his word and being obedient to what it says. And of course, ceaseless prayer. That's true. And, um, and so that's, that's what it means um, to be rooted in Christ. And that's how, you know, that's, that's how being rooted in Christ transforms our lives and causes us to be sanctified. Right. Um, and so, yeah. And I just wanted to bring up the fact that both of these verses started with um, blessed is the man, blessed mm-hmm. is the man. There's so many blessings that come out of the fact of just being soaked into Christ, being rooted in his word, letting him completely transform you. Mm-hmm. When you step aside from the world and what they're doing and fully soak in, the blessings of God follow. And it's not a joke. I've seen in my own life, I've seen God bless me out of like where I'm just shocked. I'm like, I'm in awe. And that's just what happens when you fully let God's word root and grow, be a root inside of you and completely just grow inside of you. It flourishes and you are blessed. And I just love how it says, blessed is the man, blessed is the man. And there's honestly nothing you can do that could ever separate you from the love of God. And I've said that so many times in my podcast, but it's so true. And it doesn't matter where have you been, where have you come from, bring bring it all, bring it all because God is ready to renew you. He's ready to bless you. He wants to sanctify you. Yeah. I think that, I think that two blessings, blessings don't look the same for everyone. And I, and I think that at least for me in my life, I've seen that because, and and this is a little bit of my, my testimony, but, um, when I was younger, my parents got a divorce. I was going into my freshman year of high school and, um, and I really struggled with, with that whole situation. And 
um, and the Lord used it to draw me to himself. And um, the blessing that was brought about by this trial in my life was that I was then able to use the pain and the hurt um, that the Lord brought me out of. Right. And, um, you, and the Lord was using that through me to you know, reach girls who were in high school in the youth group that I serve at because yeah. they were going through similar circumstances. And so blessings may not look like, you know, oh, I'm going to have, you know, a bonus at my job or, you know, I'm going to be able to live a good life without any problems. Like, no, yeah. sometimes blessings, you know, are, are painful. And it's in, in that pain that makes us more like Christ and causes us to have even deeper roots into the person of God and into his word, because we learn to trust him more through those difficult things. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, yeah, a lot of times, you know, blessings aren't always the, the blessings that the world may think of. It's, it's a lot different when you're a Christian. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's true. The God can definitely bless you through a trial. Um, he teaches you so much and being a Christian isn't like sunshine and rainbows and ice cream. Like it's, it's really not, there's days where you wake up and you're like, God, I don't want to do this today, Mm -hmm. but God gives you the strength to keep moving, gives you the strength Mm -hmm. to even conquer that day. And it's all because of him and all for his glory. And so I just wanted to bring up, um, I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I've done so much in my life. There's no way that God could ever want me. There's no way that he could even take the time to listen or love a person like me. Or it's like, look, Sharon, I'm going to go sin tomorrow. Like, why should I even care? Like, you know what I'm saying? So what do we have to say to everybody who kind of, first of all, you need to renew your mind because that's kind of a negative thinking, but what would you say to someone like that? Yeah. Well, first, um, I would say, you know, how, where, where do you think your relationship with the Lord is at? Do you think that you truly are saved? I mean, the Bible calls us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We're supposed to be, you know, just checking our hearts and praying with the psalmist, search me, God, know my heart, um, you know, and know my thoughts. And if there be any grievous way in me, and, um, we should be praying that constantly. Um, but in trusting in the Lord's work, um, trusting in the fact that Jesus came and he died for your sins, um, in doing that, then, then we can kind of move forward a little bit more Um, and I will say I'm definitely the kind of person that likes to rely on the things that I can do, um, which then, you know, tells me like, oh, if I have read my Bible, if I've prayed and if I've, you know, today I haven't sinned, then, oh, great. I'm in a right standing before God. Like he loves me. He cares for me. And then the next day, if I, you know, have a bad attitude or I fail or whatever it might be. Um, then I'm like, oh man, I can't read my Bible or I can't pray because I need to get right with God before I can, you know, go do these things. Yeah. And so, and so I, I, I want to, to just emphasize the fact that the best way to overcome sin is by being in God's word every single day and trusting in the work of Christ, because, because Satan wants nothing more 
than to make you believe that your sin is like if you're a Christian mm-hmm. and um and you're saved, then Satan wants to just push you away from God as much as he can right. by saying, Oh, well, like you can't come before God because you've messed up today. Yeah. Like that's not the case. Like Jesus paid the penalty for your sin. Yeah. And um, and by believing anything else, it's lessening his work on the cross. Exactly. And so um And so we have to trust that the work of Jesus is final and it's all sufficient. Um, The book of Colossians is is a great book for looking at the sufficiency of Christ. Um, So I recommend going and reading that. It's it's a great book um, of the Bible. And so um, that's just kind of what I want to start off with. I know that you recently did a podcast talking about taking control of your thoughts yeah. Um, and so thoughts of doubt and anxiousness and looking down on yourself. Um, and you use Romans two, um, or Romans 12, two as the foundation for your discussion, which is super fitting, you mm-hmm. know, for this Q and a, but, um, but I, and I want to talk about like, did you know that anxiety and fear, some types, which we'll talk about later, um, and, like looking down on yourself are all forms of sin. Um, So like anxiety, it comes back to, it honestly comes back to the way in which we view God Um, because the way in which we view God determines the way that we live and the way that we respond to things. So for example, and and these are just, this is just a small list. It's not extensive, but anxiety may be that you are like, you believe that you don't have control of a situation or a circumstance. Um, you know, fear, maybe because also, you know, you feel like you're not in control over a situation. And then looking down on yourself is actually a form of pride. Um, Because uh, as C.S. Lewis says, um, he said, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Right. And so when you when you start to think so much about the things that you've done wrong, or being so hard on yourself, it's actually pride that you're struggling with. And so, um, there, there's also going back to fear. Um, there's a quote by Kristen Wetherell that says that, what if I told you that your problem with fear isn't that you are too afraid, but you aren't afraid enough. Mm. And so that's, that's where we see the difference between the two types of fear. There's fear that's sinful. Um, and then there's a fear, which is fear, a right fear of God, um, knowing who he is, understanding his character and and having a reverence for him right and so um that's why i say like understanding that god is sovereign and in control um understanding that god is the only one who is to be feared um and understanding like who you are in christ and your identity in him these things are going to be what helps you to overcome these sinful thoughts um and you know the only way that you can do that is by being in god's word and understanding what it says about each of these things and i want to um i want to mention a book that's super helpful um it's called transformed into his likeness uh by armin tiffy he is a pastor at cornerstone and he made this book which is filled with um a list of sins, pretty much any sin that you could ever think of. And then he has it in the format of like 
put off and put on, which we see in Colossians. Like there's a list of a list of characteristics and sins that people are doing that they should put off, and then a list of characteristics and things um, that the people should put on because mm-hmm. they are now living for Christ and not for themselves. And so, um, and so this book is full of a put off list and a put on list, and then it gives you scripture. Um, because when you're struggling with sin, um, you can't just force yourself to not struggle with it anymore because just by suppressing it and not thinking about it, it's just going to cause you to fall right back into it again. Exactly. And so instead, what you have to do is you have to put off the sin, but then fill your mind with what God's word says. Exactly. And, um, and just anytime you have that temptation to sin, remind yourself of these of verses that right. go along with it, which you can find in this book. Right. And think on those things. Um, it makes me think of uh, Philippians 4 verses 8 and 9, which says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. And what is the one thing that meets every single one of these standards? God and his word. It is perfect it is true it is honorable it is just it's pure and so when we think on the word of god then we will be able to overcome anxiety right um when we think on the word of god then we will be able to overcome lust or you know i know people who have struggled with pornography yeah and and you can by focusing on the word of God, studying it, memorizing it, meditating on it, then as it says in Psalms, you will be blessed and you will be able to overcome sin by the help of God and the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Because you can't do it on your own, obviously, but but by studying God's word and being diligent and coming to it every single day, then the Holy Spirit, you know, will work in your life. And yeah so that's so good that's honestly amazing it took me back to um a series that I did and it was the I am series of affirmations but biblical affirmations of what God says about us Mm -hmm. and it really um it really just brought me back because I remember sitting there thinking about all the girls out there who are insecure, even guys of Mm -hmm. how God made them. The Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully um, made. And also just like the fear of going out or even starting something new, but knowing that God is your strength and he is with you when you're fully rooted, God's not going to leave you. He's not going to just be like, okay, you, now you're a Christian. I'm just going to let you, I'm just going to leave you alone to run around and figure out life for yourself. No. God is not like that. He is a father that is always there. Um, He is closer than a brother, even closer than our own earthly parents. Mm -hmm. Um, He created us, knew us before even our earthly parents did. And it's just so beautiful. And I love the fact that you incorporated um, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, because that's truly what we should be resonating as believers also. And, but we can't resonate that unless we let God renew us. Mm -hmm. And that really just comes from, from God literally tweaking the inside until Mm -hmm. 
um, it's seen on the outside. Yeah. So with the world that is so wishy-washy or yeah. like all over the place, um, where do we find our stability? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think a lot of us are looking for the answer to this question, especially right now with you know, the pandemic and, you know, do I get a vaccine? Do I not? Is it safe? You know, and all of these things. Um, and, you know, thinking back on, on what we've learned, um, or at least what we've touched on, um, the place that a person can truly find a solid foundation in all of this, you know, crazy world that we live in is in Christ alone. Um, And, you know, we've learned as children the story of the two men who are building a house and they face the same storm. Yeah. One man builds his house on the sand and another man builds his house on a rock. And when the storm comes, the man that built his house on the sand finds that it's being swept away um, by by the rain and the wind. But then there's the man who built his house on the rock. Right. and when the storm comes, the same storm that the man who built his house on the sand faced, he he is safe and secure because he has built his house on something that is solid and immovable. And in the same way, when we as Christians build our house on or build our lives on right. the ideas and opinions of this world, we're, we're going to be swept away because exactly. these ideas and opinions are constantly changing. Right. And um and yet when, if we build our house on the rock, which is Christ and his word, mm-hmm. then, then we will find security. We will find um, peace and we will not be swept away because we have the foundation of something that is true and right. something that is unchanging. And, um, and so if we build our house on the foundation of Christ and his word, then we will remain, our lives will remain fastened no matter how uprooted our life may become. And, um, and so, yeah, so just by reading his word and trusting in him, right. That's where we're going to find our stability. Right. Knowing that God is your firm foundation, a foundation that never shakes, never, um, fumbles. He is solid. He is your solid ground to everything that this world can throw at you. And I know COVID was such a huge, huge thing worldwide. The whole world was hit. But also I felt like at this time, believers really saw God in another way. And even like for my church personally, like interwebs, like literally um, watching church online, that was huge. The gospel was spreading like literally like fire, like so Mm -hmm. fast. And we've reached, they've reached, my church has reached, I haven't, (laughs) my church has reached so many people just through um, what the world called a lockdown, a a pandemic. Um, And we've seen God move. And Mm -hmm. I've watched people being baptized during this crazy time, literally giving their life to Christ. So even though the whole world is unstable, the church of God was stable. We were reaching lives and lives were being transformed. And that's really important. That's why it's so important to stay rooted in Christ because when the tornadoes hit, when the storms hit, you are stable. When you're in Christ, you are fine. You are safe. You have a safe place, but the world it's going to be 
running around. They're going to be looking for a savior. They're going to be like, oh my God, what's going on? But you know that God is your solid rock and that you're good. And nothing could ever just like, just swing at you or slam you because God's always got, got you in his hand. Yeah. So I, I really truly love that point. Well, to wrap this up, do you have any tips or stories that you would love to share about just your own um, renewal path or whatever God has put on your heart? Yeah. Um, and so I guess the, the, the thing that I would say just to kind of finish this all up is that um, it can be really easy to allow busyness and laziness to prevent us from reading our Bibles and spending time with the Lord daily. Um, trust me, I'm definitely the kind of person that, um, that, you know, will I'll rely on my feelings like, oh, I don't really feel like doing it today or, oh, I'm tired or, you know, all of this stuff. And, and it keeps me from coming to read my Bible because I'm like, oh, well, I can't read if I have this heart of well I don't really feel like it you know like I said earlier I feel like I have to get right before God before I can come read my Bible you know and um and so I just there there was a quote um I don't remember who it was by but just know that this is not my words (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh he said what he said was that you have to read your Bible, even when it feels like eating cardboard and pray, even when it feels like talking to a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this quote a lot. It's helped me immensely um, with my walk because, you know, I, like I said, rely on my feelings a lot of the time. And it's just allowed me to remember that I don't have to feel like it in order to read my Bible. Um, and just by acting in obedience to God, um, a person can have then their feelings come along after their obedience. So, um, I always like to think of it as like a train where the Holy spirit allows for a person to do the will of God and to act in obedience. Um, and then after they act in obedience, the feelings come afterwards. Um, and a lot of times we get our train out of order and we try to make our feelings cause us to obey God and end up getting nowhere. And so we have to, um, to a lot of times just act in obedience to God and his word and, um, and just do it, you know, and my aunt always encourages me with three words when I tell her like, oh, I'm really struggling to read my Bible. She'll just look at me or, and say, um, do it anyways. That's her three right. words of encouragement. She'll text me, do it anyways. Right. And I know exactly what she means by it. And so um, I'm bringing the same admonition to you. Uh, do it anyways. When you don't feel like it, um, when it's difficult, just do it because um, the Lord will bless those who act in obedience to him. And so um, to restate Paul in these things, the things of God's word Um, practice them and the peace of God um, will be with you. If you think on the things of God, um, then the peace of God will be with you. And the spirit of God working through the word of God will um, change the child of God to make him more like him every single day. Um, So that's awesome. I love that. Do it anyway. I don't know who needed to hear that, but I know for sure I needed to hear it. Because honestly, yes. there's days, I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to be 100% transparent. There are weeks 
that I've had where I'd open up the Bible app or even open up my physical Bible. And I'm just like, Lord, I'm not feeling it. And I literally just like, I put it aside. And it's not, I'm not even like, I didn't even give God a chance. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm so quick to just like stay in my state of just so mopey and just not even mm-hmm. fully dive in to see, okay, let me actually read and see what God can um, feel like put in me and see if it could jumpstart me again. But yeah. that's so true. Do it anyway. Even when you feel like you don't want to do it, even when it's not even going through your head, keep reading, something's going to pop out. And I have this um, devotional app and it's called like Daughters of the King that has kind of become my like religious thing to do every single morning because she puts out um, Bible verses where you need to like go look up and read. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just read the little paragraph that she wrote and skip over the Bible verses. But like, truly, am I filling myself with the word? No, I'm skipping over it. But it's really you've just reminded me how important it is to go back and actually do it anyway. Even when I don't feel like it, even when I don't feel the presence of God, I need to keep praying, keep trusting and just keep motivating. That was so awesome. Thank you so much, Liz. Yeah, no problem. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this segment of renewal. Go ahead and check out the books that Liz has stated. I'm going to list them down below just for you and also check out her blog and follow her on Instagram. Obviously she spit out so much knowledge today, guys. (laughs) And she said, do it anyway. We're not talking about just doing anything. Do the word of God, do what God is telling you to do. Read your Bible, pray every day, and also be nice to other people. If you don't want to hold the door for somebody, do it anyway, you know, (laughs) open it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Do it all. And Liz, thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure. Definitely have to have you back on the podcast. Yes. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And with that being said, guys, I hope you guys have a great week. Remember that I love you. Jesus loves you. And that is all that matters.